Hi. So we are back. Uh, how are you, Harsh? I'm good. Raj, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I think it's been a while since we met last and had our blabbering and dabbering. So, how uh, has your past couple of weeks been? What's up with you? Tell me first. It's more or less the same. It's just like <laughs> there's a new year, so there's a new feel to it. But everything is pretty much the same. How about you? Yeah, I think uh, things. Uh, up and down but uh, more or less the same uh, yeah the new year came and even went but let's see how different it turns out to be i'm still optimistic let's give it a chance yeah let's hope that omicron is not here to make us back at our homes lockdown <laughs> yep yeah so our topic today is chairs and footwear So yeah what were your first thoughts about what was the first thing that came to your mind when i gave you the topic uh even before you gave it to me i knew that it would be something uh, weird and but this time i went into it with a predetermination so uh i wanted to do something different this time and uh, i was prepared for a weird topic and uh, it didn't disappoint it was weird but uh, since i wanted to do something different uh, i tried to approach it in a quite a different way so even my thought process and uh, the way i thought and wrote about it uh, went quite differently uh, instead of you know thinking about the topic itself and writing down my thoughts as they came to me i tried to weave the uh, topic into a kind of fictional uh, short story right up kind of thing and uh, i midway into it i thought it too <laughs> wasn't the right uh, choice because I, i it didn't seem to be working that well because i was either focusing too much on the topic or the fiction part and nothing was uh, coming out of it well but i was uh, i thought i was failing on both the ends but uh, then i thought let me give it another shot and i think i came up with a better version how good or bad i am not sure i think uh, the people who read our newsletter as well uh, will be able to tell us uh, better and even you read it so i think even you will be able to tell me uh, whether it was worth it or not i i i felt that instead of doing the same drill every time i thought let's approach it in a different way this time yeah i like the way you approached i wasn't expecting that at all like i glanced it and i was like oh okay this is very different and i liked it like i really like the way that you wrote it it's very personal like it sounded very personal i don't know if it's true or like if it's your actual experience or your imaginative one but it was a nice thing to it so what do you want to do do you want to tell that in brief right now or do you want to just talk about the topic and leave it to the readers uh i'll just give a brief outline so what happened was uh uh i was actually uh, recently one of my uncle met with an accident and uh, i was spending a lot of time at the hospital uh, to uh, we were covering shifts so the son, my uncle has one son and of course he can't be at the hospital all the time so since i wake up early i was taking up the you know morning slots where i would be there for anywhere between 1 hour and 4 5 hours at a stretch and uh, I was moving around uh, inside the hospital and uh, outside the parking here and there I kept walking or sitting and kept seeing thing, things and uh, what I was doing in those hours was I was listening to podcasts to keep me busy and to keep me entertained and uh, serendipity worked I think uh, coincidentally I the podcast I was listening on 
uh, is the one uh, called the seen and the unseen by Amit Verma and the guest uh, that he was having on in that particular episode uh, was Sara Rai Sara Rai who happens to be the granddaughter of Premchand and uh, the whole 3-4 uh, hour conversation was about uh, Sara Rai's uh, experience and life in literature and uh, it was quite a fascinating episode I quite loved it how they talk about uh, literature the they talk about literature in the meta way and uh, you know about writing as a writer she both of them talk about their experience experiences and everything that's when uh, i decided uh, of doing something different and i i think i'm kind of lazy so i don't uh, regularly write any sort of fiction or something now now i think the only thing that i regularly have to you know write uh, is when uh, our weekly podcasts uh, come up and uh, i r- write before recording it so i decided that i'll do something fictional or something different this time i had not uh, asked you for the topic yet so that uh, had not come through uh, and uh, then you sent the topic and uh, since uh, the podcast the inspiration from there about writing this that the hospital and the topic so i tried to put all three together and write a fictional um, sort of thing where uh, the chair and the footwear uh, kind of play a central role uh, in that podcast in that episode they also talk uh, extensively about uh, memory and uh, past uh, memory personal memory this that collective memory uh, so i try i also wanted to incorporate uh, that angle of it i found it quite impressive so i i think the the, the writing actually is uh, not just about chair footwear but chair footwear and memory memory is i think nostalgia that's, exactly the third element over there uh, yeah that's how it came up yeah so you made the two things as so in years of the past and uh, like a ticket to time travel it's it yes yes hi that is nice i hope the readers read it and give their feedback on it i would be glad to hear yes we will put uh, the link to the newsletter in the show notes yeah. actually it's there in the every podcast that we are uploading so if you are interested please go have a look on it yeah. so now we'll talk about the topic specifically yeah what are your first thoughts on the topic itself apart from the fiction that you wrote uh it was quite uh, something Ill- though the idea the idea about how to approach it was predetermined but meanwhile i i, I realized that it actually makes sense the chair and footwear are actually you know something that evolve or uh, have evolved tremendously over time uh, and uh, some parts of it the, that i wrote there are actually from uh, real life so the 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 rocking chair that i mentioned over there that I, that, that is actually rocking old wooden rocking chair as it is with uh, embroidery designs in the cushion uh, on it, on it is uh, actually an uh, old chair in our family which uh, my since the time of my grandfather he used to sit on the chair and uh, fortunately it has come to our place after it and i still use it that that's the chair that i sit on in my balcony and then i could uh, and there are the other revolving chair chairs this that and i was trying to think how chairs evolve over time and what does that reflect i mean probably a lot of things about us because uh, lifestyle changes uh, uh choice uh, kind of cultural changes because um, we are in a you know connected world nowadays so probably that affects uh, a lot 
so chairs evolve uh, on and so many things uh, push that evolution in certain directions the footwear <laughs> yes again the footwear is also quite fascinating i i i hear stories uh, from my grandmothers and uh, you know the old women or the old people in our family about you know the days when footwear wasn't even there for them uh, the lives in villages this that and uh, even when footwear came and it was a luxury uh, the basic ones today the ones that we might uh, discard as the worst of the lot were the luxuries of those times you could afford it depending on how well you were doing and uh, yeah <laughs> today i think there's no ceiling uh, footwear have become uh, status symbol fancy stuff this that but even there i was trying to think what sense uh, do they make to us or what place they occupy in our lives i mean of course there is the utility of it um the status symbol of it as it is nowadays but apart from uh, that there are so many things associated with footwear i mean uh, so many ideas you know that go popular uh, like uh, i think in gujarati or i think in our culture at least i've heard it uh, so many times uh, that how you know when the son and the father uh, the the footwear of the son and the father the size is same they should be the father should treat the son as a friend and all so in these things as well you know the kind of uh place that footwear occupies in stories ideas or things like these in our lives i was trying to think about them and yeah i think the previous generations thought quite differently about footwear than uh, we do today so that was interesting but and yeah before i ask you what Uh, you thought on it i would like to know how did it come to you the topic so uh, i looked around in my room and i saw a chair that's how i came upon chair <laughs> now i like i was thinking randomly about the thing that i could associate it with chair and the first like it came to me automatically that uh, footwear should come because when you have to wear a footwear you need to sit on something and chair by chair i don't mean a necessarily a chair with four legs but it's any surface that you sit on right it can be a stool okay it can be a barrel that we see on many tea stalls it can be a rock so you <clears throat> go through that journey and you look back and see like it was a mere rock and now it has become a thing with four legs and a cushion behind and maybe it goes behind it becomes into a bed many times and there is this dentistry which seems like mm-hmm. a magic to us and goes in anywhere even in hospitals it, the bed becomes a semi chair kind of thing if i may say yeah, so that is fascinating and <clears throat> of course there is this uh another aspect of chairs which is the aspect of power and how chair also becomes the throne or something that one aspires to be on and yeah and footwear is also the thing that if one aspires to be on the chair and if they fail to do so in a miserable way they'll get to get that on their face right <laughs> so that connection is also there i mean yeah and yes so now to begin the first thought that came to my mind with footwear is like how it is a very simple thing like today it's not a uh, a luxury product it's a necessity right even the lowest of the classes need to have that because it is a means of protection and it is a means of preventing injury but seldom do we re- realize that 
the footwares aren't given as much importance that they should be right like most of us don't realize that if we choose the wrong footwear it affects us in ways that we don't even realize let's say after a few years we might get arthritis or mm-hmm. some problems that we don't even think about right now and it is that little sole and that little chappal or shoes that holds you and like keeps you upright mm-hmm. and sometimes if your job or profession demands it for hours at a stretch so that is one thing that always pricks me that yeah it's now becoming more and more uh, like people are trying to be aware but it's not at that level unless you are an athlete or a sportsman then it's very like opposite mm. like it's the most important thing that you have and uh, a strange thing now that i see is like uh, there are same sizes for everyone like there are billions of people on earth and i see only 10 to 12 sizes that are available in the market but if you go behind it was the cobbler that customized your footwear and made you wear that and you could he or she could change it based on how comfortable you are and in a uh, way like in a age wherein we have so much customization and we strive to have everything unique to us the shoes have gone the other way and that is like so ironic if i may say and yeah so and the one other thing that i uh, remembered is how kids see footwear versus how adults see it kids see see it as a toy so if it has lights it becomes a matter of pride for them it mm. becomes a matter of joy for them but if now we are adults it just becomes another day to day utility tool you mm. wear it and you go you, if you want to go for a jog you wear the shoes right and it's a uh, one very interesting thing about footwear is depending on what you wear there's another vibe another mood that you have if you wear chappals or sandals you'll feel differently if you wear shoes you feel very different whenever i wear shoes i feel energetic i want to jump and run i don't know why but i do that and that's in sport shoes only because it has that cover and i don't know why and which is why i prefer wearing that wearing shoes in of sorts but then there are some ones you know <laughs> right so yeah what are your thoughts now yeah true i i agree with a lot of things you <laughs> said uh, one about how on uh, the vibe uh, the footwear that you wear gives you the vibe i i, I for per, me personally it has been uh, whenever i'm going to a formal setting or something like that i'm wearing shoes and it doesn't uh, feel that free to me is the the ideal state where i would mentally feel free would be when i'm wearing chappals uh, no socks uh, no shoes when i'm wearing uh, sock shirt shoes i know that uh, i am uh, in a state where i have to be conscious about something uh, you know uh, i'm going in uh, somewhere that i have to be in a certain way but when i'm wearing chappals uh, I, i for me it is being uh, when I, i i wear chappals when i i am not at all conscious i am going out yeah. for myself and i am not worried about uh, worried about anything or anyone so i think uh, that split has come in my life so probably because of that or i don't know if it's the same for everyone but yeah that's how it feels to me and uh, yeah i i i agree with you i i didn't think uh, even i while writing i didn't think about this aspect but uh, footwear does have a, a long lasting effect on our health 
and uh, but one of the things i feel that though it is a product of utility today it has become a, a more of part of our fashion rather than utility for most of the classes at least uh, i think one of the factors that leads to the absent maintenance to the kind of footwear we wear and its health effects is because of uh, how it has become a, a product of fa- uh, fashion for us you worry about whether it matches with your clothes or not your outfit or not your vibe or not you are not so much worried about whether it matches with your uh, health or uh, knee or leg requirements or not that is something that you don't think about actively and uh, sorry to interrupt that reminds me of very neglected aspect that we wouldn't have focused on i'm suddenly reminded of the facts uh, of the aspect that women's footwear is very different from what males have and even like uh, sandal has several categories they have heels there's stilettos and there mm. wedges and all sorts of uh, footwear that they wear and it is scientifically proven that if uh, let's say stilettos or long heels with very pointed uh, one have a major impact on their health yet so many people wear that and it becomes a like you said a fashion, uh, fashion statement or a status symbol that people strive to look after and that's miserable in a way like i am all good if they want to wear and if they wear but if they are not aware of the implications that it may have on their health and they are just doing for the fashion statement there is a problem in that for sure true definitely yeah. it it is weird uh, how social factors and things like patriarchy find their place in things as minute as even footwear and i'm sure i i Yeah I think it would be uh, something that one should study about whether it is actually by choice or whether one has been made to believe that it is by choice uh, sometime back uh, I had come across this article which talked about uh, how there was this whole craze of uh, getting uh, surgeries done uh, for all kinds of surgeries for you know uh, enhancing your physical uh, looks uh this was happening uh, rampantly in south korea uh, and uh, even for uh, office you know and especially for women not even for social life or this or that uh, not even for social media as uh, but for office there uh, the bosses would be asking the women employees to get uh, this or that surgery to be able to look and this or that certain way and that became a norm to get surgeries done to alter your physical looks and it was quite uh, scaring how it becomes normal and uh, yeah like you mentioned the, the heels or the stilettos or all those kinds of fancy footwear even for women that has become quite a norm and i think only a, uh, we should get more women yeah. uh, only they would be able to comment better on it about how much of an uh, actually comfortable product it is or how much of a pressure it is uh, but yeah i from where i stand i don't think it is a very comfortable thing to wear if i were put in those shoes literally and metaphorically i don't think i would be comfortable yeah, it, it is like uh, i have like heard or seen many places where uh, let's say even uh, i see this functions like in uh, let's say baby shower parties or engagement parties there's a uh, let's say an event or like a mini game in which the men have to dress like women Uh, okay and in which they wear it and most of the men that i have seen wearing it are certainly not comfortable and 
of course they struggle to walk and the very essence and the very utility purpose of a footwear is to enable you to walk better and protect yourself which is extremely cancelled by the fact now i don't know how women handle it and it's kudos to them that they can and they wish to it's also about wish like many women don't wear it because they don't feel comfortable and that's a perfectly fine thing to do and that's ideal to do i guess but if they wish to wear of course they can but it's very problematic if they don't know that how bad it can be and it's just because of certain kind of pressure that they are doing so so it becomes a uh, yeah so when you uh, talk about shoes and socks and not be, being comfortable it also goes along the lines of hiding hmm okay so when you wear a certain kind of shoes socks or footwear you either want to hide or reveal right so heels like they are uh designed to make women look in a certain way mm. and make the legs look in a certain way which is appealing to men mm. right and that's revealing and shoes on the opposite hand are there to conceal things let's say if you have uh not very well groomed legs mm. you have not cut your nails or you have not pedicured if that's the term right and it's not as ideal as the society wants to be then it becomes a good thing even anyone who wants to hide their feet will wear it men women or whoever right so that that's very you know, dynamic thing to have that it becomes a tool to either hide or reveal depending on what your aim is and that's very interesting true as well as how pretentious it can be yeah all sorts of dilemmas uh, <laughs> haunt us and hound us it also uh, n- now since you were speaking i realized uh, even in my case i realized uh, a lot of times uh, it is also to do with uh, the kind of place i'm going to and how cleanly or dirty it is going to be the, the ocd uh, kicks in and uh, that puts you in another dilemma i given my choice i would half the time would like to be in chappals not wear so- shoes or socks but then i don't even want to get my feet dirty another set of dilemmas yeah so but Uh, yeah i guess let's come to another thing that you mentioned about um, yeah so footwear isn't something that we usually think uh, you know when we are talking about big things big ideas like society gender patriarchy footwear isn't something that would directly or uh, isn't the first thing that would come to our mind but it does uh, end up affecting these aspects of our lives as well and now since we are talking about it i i'm wondering there would be so many things like this that are uh, daily objects or uh, occurrences in our lives which are uh, so very deeply affected by social factors uh, and we don't even realize until we sit down uh, to talk about them in this manner yeah so like you must have heard this it was from our teacher like okay that history is all about wars and all about the things that happened which have little or no impact right now right as compared to what actual innovations are let's say footwear let's say designs let's say embroidery let's say clothes that we are so close by right if a war happened in germany in let's say 1940s it may or may not have that much of impact in our daily lives but compare that to the clothes we wear or the chairs that we sit on or the bed that we sleep on that is the history that we should know right mm. and there's no history that you can like go and find like you have to research research and research mm-hmm. and you might get something if you are lucky and you are like uh 
Khapadkhoria enough to <laughs> find it, right? True. Okay, so Khapadkhoria means something, someone who is digging in deep enough to finally find that aspect or thing, right? True. Yeah, I remember one of the teachers saying that history, the way it was written in the... It mostly was about wars, politics and things that largely uh, concern men and not women. Uh, so yes, that's why we find a lot lesser on things that might be considered feminine or things that had anything to do with the lives of women. And uh, I want to come back to something that you mentioned earlier about uh, how we don't think a lot about uh, footwear when we are selecting them, about the effects of uh, health and uh, all, all sort of things. Uh, it it uh, comes across that we are quite absent-minded when it comes to footwear, but uh, I feel that uh, more and more in our modern lives we are uh, becoming absent-minded not just about footwear, but so many things. And footwear is just one, I think, if we were to list down, uh, just look around us uh, in our surroundings and see things, are how many things will you actually be able to spot about which you are thoughtful? Those are the things that you are surrounded by. I mean, those are the things you live in and out daily with. And yet, I don't know if you would be able to point out at a, more than a few things which uh, about which you have thought deeply. So, what, what do you think? Is absent-mindedness uh, becoming a part of our uh, lives now in this modern world? Or do you think that uh, it is not as serious as I make it sound? Uh. I think it's more about impulsive buying and more about instant gratification than about an absent-mindedness, right? So, uh, absent-mindedness, yes, it's a part of the dilemma that is being talked about. But I also think like, uh, let's say if, okay, let's talk about footwear, like the very process of having a footwear before was going to a cobbler, he or she'll make it as your, uh, as your size and as your foot shape. Now it's all about getting that one footwear that you saw someone wearing, maybe a celebrity or a footballer or a sports person or something that's advertised on TV. Then you just go on through the website, maybe Amazon, Flipkart or Nike or Adidas. You put in your size and you buy it. There's not much thought that's being given to that idea. So absent mind, like you can be only absent minded when you are thinking about it, right? I didn't get it. So, so okay, what I'm trying to say mm. is, if I give you a chocolate and you immediately eat it, mm. you didn't think about it, right? Huh. So there's no scope of being absent-minded or absent-minded or present-minded. You didn't give it a thought. There's no starting of thinking, right? But wouldn't that be absent-mindedness? Doing something without giving it thought? Um, no. Let's say you want to eat a chocolate, you eat it. Mm. That's absent-mindedness, right? You don't think about it, you just want to do that and you do it. Hmm. As compared to that, conscious and mindful thinking would be that you want to eat chocolate but let's say you are on a diet or you are very conscious about your calories that you take it. Hmm. So you would filter the chocolate that you would want with maximum amount of protein, lowest amount hmm. of fats and lowest amount of carbohydrates hmm. and that will in a way enable your diet as well as give you the uh, satisfy your craving that you had. I am pointing towards that difference, that absent-mindedness versus uh, mindful thinking and conscious thinking versus impulsive buying. Okay, but I think that's with footwear. What would you say about other 
objects things or aspects of our lives do you think are we uh, thinking a lot over there or even there something uh, absent something like uh, absent mindedness is playing out i think it's more on the uh, diminishing side that are not many conscious decisions that are being made these days to give you an example look around and see the types of buildings and offices that are being made okay they're all glass ones hmm. the glass ones are more suited for the countries that are cold hmm. and the glass would let the sunlight come in hmm. india isn't a place that's cold except you are in kashmir kashmir you don't get signals and you don't have offices okay so if you put that in a place like rajkot it becomes a hot case in which you need more and more acs to cancel the effect so it becomes more like a thing of gratification more like a thing of pretense than than a conscious land thing true i think a uh, lot of things we need to think about if yeah. we were to sit down and think about uh, these things I, i think it would make a huge uh, impact on our lives and also the standard of uh, living i mean uh, statistically or economically uh, when surveys would be done these glass buildings and these fine roads and all these would uh, signify or may made be made to signify that okay the standard of living has improved and all of these things and in some aspects probably it has at least economically but if we were to actually think about it uh, all these things are collectively having a deep effect on our health and how uh, the quality of life of we are having just to take these a couple of random examples that have come up in our conversation the kind of footwear that we buy without thinking or being in uh, constantly being in air conditioning due to the kind of buildings that we are making these uh, decisions that we make without uh, giving a lot a lot of thought uh, to the items or the objects that we surround ourselves with is somewhere or the other harming us and we don't the funny thing is that we don't even realize uh, even when we are uh, detected uh, with this disease or that disease we might not relate it to that thing we might relate it to so many other things but these things these small things will never come up as the cause for that particular uh, ailment yes and to add to the point that you said about absent mindedness the best uh, example of that will be how we how we buy phones today <laughs> it's just because we want and it's the latest model or latest iphone or latest thing that has come up mm-hmm. but we hardly even utilize 10 or 20% of it and we don't go beyond the usual features that we have we which might or might not might be able might be available sorry even in the phones that are let's say half the price or even one third the price that you bought in so it's more about absent minded thinking in that way mm. and even impulsive buying that uh, it just came and you want to buy you want to buy and there's no thought given to it either ways There's, there's no positive thinking there's no negative thinking it's just a desire that needs to be fulfilled it's like that uh, uh apple that's like on the tree and you need to get it anyhow yeah yeah i think hopefully it falls on your head <laughs> <laughs> and you discover something <laughs> rather than letting it fall <laughs> true i think uh Uh, a lot of it has become more about gratification rather than utility and not just in footwear or mobile phone but uh, just the sense of 
knowing that you have it and the sense of having it has become uh, more crucial so i think uh, that gratification feeling has become more important than the real use of the product itself it's not that you want to use the feature you just want to know that you have that feature or the latest phone or the latest product uh, so what is important i think the means or the ends that is uh, what we need to think about and uh, i think we are surrounded with uh, objects like this and because we are not thinking about it because we are focusing on the gratification i feel to, in today's lives uh, we are uh, surrounded with a lot more objects than uh, people from previous uh, generations would have been we have so much so much objects in our lives and a lot of it is since a lot of things are becoming wireless now i think it is adding to the list of number of objects that we need to carry um, and the more and more do you think that our lives are becoming uh, more and more materialistic day by day because of this uh, yes i would say that so when i talk like when we talked about instant gratification the uh, other side of it also means that as soon as you get the product the gratification is done and as soon as some other thing will come up you have another gratification to wait on so that gratification as well as the object will lose its value in seconds mm. or let's say days or months maximum a year right and you would be in the same cycle that you want something to fulfill it again mm. and that goes on to everything beat a phone beat a footwear and coming back to the footwear part most of the let's say middle class average human being would have at least 3 to 4 pairs of footwear right and they might not even be using them all it will only be one or two pairs that they will be using and if you look at it then they don't even need it and it's just for the gratification that it's there true it's right. it's like the vicious cycle there is you yeah. iphone release uh, apple releases iphone 12 you buy it there's instant gratification and then there is vacuum for about 8 9 10 months and then you hear about iphone 13 it builds up anticipation with a host of features with a bigger camera with a bigger camera and host of feature at least uh, the way it is marketed a host of features which you have no clue or use for and then you it is released you go out and buy it then there is again gratification and then there there is again vacuum keeps on going like this do you so how do we get out of it do you think is it possible to actually think about objects deeply and would that do us good in in today's life i mean we also need to think practically would it be first aspect of my question would be would it be possible and if so how would it improve our lives if at all and before i before you answer it so i was listening to this another po- uh, episode of the same podcast i mentioned and there uh, the guest uh, with amit verma was uh, annapurna giremela if i'm pronouncing it right and there uh, she is an art historian and designer herself so they were uh, the whole episode was around the objects and uh, she came up with an interesting uh, term that exists in japanese uh, culture which was mono no aure and uh, which signifies the the that the, the things uh, the life of things or the feelings of things that are around us and uh, it was interesting to hear a whole three uh, our episode around this idea of how in certain cultures like japanese culture 
there is a lot of emphasis put on the life of things and the way uh, they are seen which is quite interesting in quite different i would say from ours i don't think we give so much uh, thought to things i mean uh, there is also uh, kitsungi i think a lot of people would have seen photos of it at least on social media where in japanese culture when uh, some pottery item uh, cup or something like that breaks you mend it with uh, Gold. golden yeah. uh, that glue yeah. so, and you, the idea is to show the cracks uh, highlight them Uh, so yeah i think that shows how deeply they think about their objects so yes let's come back to the uh, previous questions uh, i had uh, what do you think about uh, objects i think like yeah there are many articles and many people who follow this lifestyle or minimal lifestyle right mm. i think it's totally possible it's uh, okay so that comes down comes down to a thought that i have that we do much of the things just to spend time which we wouldn't know where to spend otherwise all right mm. let's say you are playing a game you don't know what else to do you have to play a game you don't know what else to do so you'll call a friend you don't know what else to do so you'll go and eat something i guess initially the assumption was that uh, life should be made uh, comfortable and easier through the help of these uh, objects of tech uh, but i think we we came up with the tech first uh, instead of uh, answering the question the philosophical aspect yeah. of it that what would we in, do with all the time we save the energy we save and the mental sp- uh, space that we save i think that was left unanswered mm-hmm. and that's where uh, the cycle began that we just talked about and yes like the more things that we have the more time that we spend on each of them and the less we spend on experiences and on people right so mm. the less we spend on people the more mm. cranky the more frustrated the more reserved and the more unhappy that we are because essentially human beings are social animals right mm. and the more we distance ourselves from human connections it backfires on us and in a way we have a lot more problems or let's say at least it's being highlighted that we are now facing a lot more problems with in mental health with in physical health than we were facing before right and the mental stress has grown mm. and the very irony of technology as you mentioned was that it was meant to reduce the stress and most of the people mm. including teenagers feel depressed or feel anxious because someone has not replied or someone is not giving them the attention that they need on social media or technological places right so it, it is very weird place to be in and yeah i totally vouch for minimalistic living as far as possible you should go and do that and yeah it's like very uh, different like if you are uh, prone to living on your own you might follow that minimal lifestyle but if you are with family you would be on lavish and all post true so we'll come back to minimal uh, living a, a while later but the first thing that i want to click on or double click on is that uh, when you said it is, it is it is quite weird now since human beings are essentially social beings and a lot of technology has replaced that so i want to throw some more weirdness in front of you and ask you about it what what do you think the web 3.0 as it is called the metaverse is going to do with our lives when uh, 
uh, all the remnants of uh, social interaction that are still in our life are uh, being proposed to be replaced and it is being said that it, uh, again i think uh, the kind of revolution that the previous generations must have felt with the arrival of uh, simple or uh, tech inventions like ac fridge something similar is being uh, being proposed to our generation to our times that uh, lives will be made even more simpler time you will save on a lot of time and i think our previous generations didn't think about it but since we are thinking about these things we are so evolved to think about things deeply what do you think that is going to do i think it, it goes both the ways primarily it would like create a very uh i don't know how to put it uh, let's say a positive panic that i want to be on that platform and i want to experience that as to how it goes but after a while people would start realizing that this is not working we need to go back to the old ways which i'm not very optimistic take up be existing by then yeah, like i don't know like even if let's say our generation or the generation after us does not exist but i'm still not optimistic about the fact that they will eventually get back to the old ways because it has not been happening even now let's say even in the age of social media and thing you barely see people writing letters or let's say hanging out as much as they do on chats so that's like a very geeky picture and very unbalanced picture that i have but uh, i don't think it's going to happen no 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 true i think two or three generations down the line there will be no no the old way for them is a point yeah. of reference to you for you and me i think we are the generation that came in at a point that uh, have seen the before of the uh, before of the internet the mobile phones uh, all these technologies so we have some reference reference points but for the generations who are born into the metaverse they will have no old to go back to or to reflect upon i think so that might be even dangerous uh, and yeah i i even i am not optimistic about um, no matter uh, and even of course for a minute let's assume that there is some reference point and uh, but i i don't think it would be that possible to go back uh, let's take our own example uh, we since i just mentioned that we have reference point and we have seen that old world but i don't think even then even if i was willing or a lot of us were willing i don't think there is a way to go back to the old that we uh, saw previously where technology was not this integral a part of our life i mean forget technology or the old times i think in today's world it seems almost impossible to even get rid of whatsapp i think right. you cannot get rid of whatsapp you have to have whatsapp and it's a it's a product chain it's not just one product so to have whatsapp you need internet to and then you need a smartphone and then you need this there tens and thousands of things so even for someone like uh, you and me who have seen the olden ways on who want to go back to olden days i don't think it's possible the way things are designed and structured after a point it becomes impossible to go back or anywhere else yeah i i guess the whole point is not to go back but it's mm-hmm. to uh come to a very balanced point that preserves the old values and the old ways and imbibes them with the new ones so i have this app called slowly if you have heard about it it's Nilesh Mishra's uh, is no, that no, no. no it's an application in which you can send letters to a pe- to pers- people let's say okay and depending on the distance you are let's say uh, i am in mumbai you are in rajkot 
it will take 2 3 hours for that letter to get de- delivered to that person right i i love that idea i do right and you can receive that letter before the time expires no matter what you do hmm. all right and there's also a certain length that should be there for the letter to be sent right so in a way it's preserving both that things hmm. and it's doing its maximum that it could do via uh, let's say new age platform hmm. right it is introducing a lot of people to the art of letter writing and it's also in, like balancing them with the technological craze that is mm. there now so i guess yeah there, there is a midway but the point isn't that there should there will not be a way the point will be that not many people would take that road yeah because largely we are being pushed in a certain direction i i feel to take the slowly way that you have taken i think yeah. you would have to uh find your own way the mainstream wouldn't take you anywhere uh, close to something like slowly it's like a self discovery that you yes. have to need to take in order to explore yourself so uh, if uh if the generations survive and there is a overlap of that in the metaverse universe then there is a chance that there will be a midway that will be cleared out mm. or carved out okay but if there is no that then it will be mere mystery and myths that people used to talk this way people used to talk with <laughs> two glasses and a thread in between what what is that nonsense that you are talking about it will become unimaginable yeah. <laughs> we drink cups to drink coke what are you saying mm-hmm. yeah. that might turn up in their science fiction yeah like <laughs> <laughs> it was 1984 <laughs> true let's come back to something that we that you mentioned a while back minimal living Yeah. So what do you think uh let's do a thought experiment if if one were to uh, go for minimal living in today's day and age so what would be a fair picture of minimal living of course like i mentioned to get rid of some of the things like whatsapp might not be possible but what are the things uh in today's life that you think are consuming us rather than we consuming them and that can be eliminated if we were to do a thought experiment of uh, some sort of minimal living i guess the majority of it is the social media and the pretense that we have and also the very idea of showing off mm. i don't think we need cars let's say if we need a car a basic one would do mm. auto is good enough mm. you don't need a mercedes or ferrari to do that Alright, unless you are, let's say, automobile enthusiast, you know priorities in, then you might want to have a caravan that's of the custom made of, let's say, Ferrari or Mercedes, mm. and that caravan caravan becomes your point of minimal living, in which you have all the things that you need, right? There was this movie, which I forget, Nomadland, which mm-hmm. won the Oscar this year. That was actually about uh, living in. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, caravan with uh, minimal things of course there's only a certain number of things you can carry in a caravan and yeah that was an interesting movie i think it won the oscar this year nomadland yeah so i think that's all it's a, connecting to the footwear but we only have the footwear that we need to protect the feet let's say two pairs of shoes mm. and let's say three to four pairs of socks maybe four or five pairs of clothes with one or two night dresses that's all that you need right everything else becomes an add on that can be subtracted so 
and very easy way to determine what minimal living is is to see how much use you do of that thing and uh, imagine its absence it's if i don't have the high tech phone now what will my life without it be there might be inconvenience inconveniences that's for sure that's with everything that you have and will you lose it true i think we need to put in two factors over there two factor authentication because yeah. just the use might not be important you might be using instagram for 10 hours a day right. that does not mean it is that important or crucial the second factor you need to come to is the absence or the lack of it and the effects uh, uh, that it would, it would have if at all any material uh, effects and the utility that you are getting out of it if any you need to check two of those things and one more factor which is essential to check the utility or the importance of anything in life is the presence uh, of substitutes right let's say if you are a, an avid tea drinker and you want to quit that or well, what are the substitutes that you can rely on maybe it's green tea maybe it's water hmm. if you have that then you won't actually have that lack right hmm. and water is something that you'll always have with you true so in a way you are balancing your needs with the things that you already have true so minimal living would not actually be you know living on lesser means but living on better means if i can term it that way yes you can like uh, uh if you know the uh age old saying quality over quantity mm. right that, that's what it can be like every person can have their own minimalistic definition right mm. but for me it's like you live with the least amount of things that have huge amount of quality with you and you focus more on people and experiences rather than things and materialistic pleasures right and in a way that's what uh let's say all our previous generations have experienced okay and what our previous generations also experienced is also a lot of pretense and show off right let's say if they have to get married they'll throw like a party with 500 people of which they'll not meet at least 300 of them in the next one year and it's just to pretend or let's say to spend the news that yeah hey bro i'm getting married so come with me these days spending crores and crores on it yeah like but the pandemic has uh given that leave that now you only have to invite 50 people so you are actually reconsidering that who all should i invite and when you do that and when one goes through that process you actually realize that oh it didn't make a lot of difference and if you have to do that there's always a option to do that later without that pressure and yeah in a way the pandemic has also made us realign with our priorities like if you know about the great resignation many people left it right many people left their jobs because they realized it's not working for them it's affecting affecting them in the ways that they did not think of I did not realize. So yeah, it's like you are wearing that heels or you are wearing that high shoes just because everyone thought it's very beautiful and it, it would earn you. Like let's say if you wear that, people will give you billions and people will give you good jobs. But uh, when you sat down and when you removed it, you saw the bruises on your leg and you mm-hmm. realize, oh, it was not worth it at all. I just need a simple pair of footwear to walk on. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that's how it goes. it's a nice way to put it a quite uh, visual way of putting it and i like your point about uh, pandemic pandemic has taught us a lot of things i think 
uh, now i think we can uh, we are at a safe distance to be able to look at the positive effects of it as well and i think in a way it also gave us a chance uh, to live a sort of minimalistic uh, lifestyle or to stay away from the uh, uh, gratification aspects because we were not buying a lot yeah. of things we were not going out we are not doing a lot of things that we usually do so pandemic offered us uh, a break of sorts from many things but i don't know how uh, much of it will last with us there is this always uh, always this urge to go back to uh, what was uh, what is called normal i would like to put it in the inverted commas but yeah there is this urge to go back to normal which i don't know what it is after all this time i think it would not work for majority of the people that the pandemic would act like a break because it's a forced thing right mm. any break that you have because of a force may or may not work on you mm. and majorly if it's a long break like this it is more likely not to work in your favor because it's not something that you desire right? true it has to come from within um, yeah. it has to come by choice it right. I I I think you must have seen this movie. Have you seen this one called Into the Wild? Oh, no, uh, I, I think I heard a lot about it, but yeah. I haven't managed to say it. Yet. I think it is based. It, it is a book uh, from which the movie has been made, and it en- encompasses the aspects, uh, <laughs> a lot of aspects that we've been talking about, uh, making a thoughtful uh, choice and minimal living. The guy actually goes out to live in the wild and manages it quite beautifully. So yeah, that's one, and yeah, I think previously what you were talking about uh, uh, buying a Ferrari or having a lavish wedding, I think with the extra time and the extra money that we've accumulated, the means that we've accumulated, we are trying to uh, buy credibility. Uh, it, when you, uh, I saw this video which talked nicely about how when you buy a Ferrari. You're not actually it's not you but you are buying the credibility of the brand uh, that ferrari carries or for that matter i apple carries or any of the brands that you're buying so yeah i think just the realization of it might uh, might not directly uh, take us towards minimal living but might actually uh, at least stop us and force us to think right. so yeah in a way pandemic also made us think about things let's say if we have to buy a laptop and laptops were like a diamond in that time because the chips weren't available the production had stopped because of the a downfall in china and everything had come to a still right so that has that made us rethink our lives in a way and even in aspects that were majorly influential in our lives right so We've come a long way, and I think we've been unfair to jazz. We haven't yeah. even started talking about jazz. It's all been footwear and uh, a lot of digressions from footwear. But uh, I think we should offer at least a couple of thoughts to, to jazz uh, yeah. to do justice to it before we wrap it up. So jazz. I think we should have people in throw jazz at us. Yes, but we are at a safer place and not in places that Thanks have to technology. <laughs> Jazz. Uh, to begin with, I would uh, quote the very beautiful example from Dears in the Gate that jazz are like, like people are like jazz. You need to have a feel of them. You need to know them before you commit to them, right? So I think that's a very wonderful uh, metaphor. That analogy. That was analogy that was used in the movie, and it doesn't get better than that. 
but yeah so i also think that people do not think as much about chairs also like of course it's thought very much as compared to footwear but it's a quick buy also like most it's the interior design i would suggest you like please go buy this type of chair it goes perfectly with your interiors and whatever i have designed for you so go buy it and uh if you have visited this beautiful cafe mocha and gandhinagar yes 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 i know. remember that each table had a different chair different type of chair that was uh, quite weird when i first saw it yeah. but i didn't uh, think yeah, about it now you, since you mentioned it and yeah so yeah i have been there two three times and i loved that idea i also sat in each of the chairs and like experience what it is like to be on one of them and it was a very good experience like in a way the cafe uh, gives an idea that no matter what your style is we have something for you it and it lives by that right so that 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 strikes me very well and chairs yeah if we like let's say put aside the physical part and go to the metaphorical part it becomes that aspiration that everyone has right to be on that chair maybe become a prime minister maybe become a king maybe become a ceo of a company or maybe just have a chair and have a good lunch or with it mm. so it's also very personal that what chair becomes right it can be the chair on which you sit and you do your homework or you just sit on after a long day and you relax or that rocking chair that you mentioned at the beginning on which you can sleep or relax and just chill and think about life true so that's like a whole very good round of it in which you can sit on any of the rides that you wish to and that also is a chair right and we actually have terms like chair person right chairman chair woman like chair person true right i think you've covered most of the thoughts that came to me about chair uh, uh i i agree i agree the uh, the analogy in dearzing is quite beautiful about uh, chairs and people and i think uh, something related to that would also be the kind of chairs we are using also reflect uh something about that person the kind of uh, life or lifestyle or some insights into them you know so if you were going with the fancy revolving chair or with the classic old plastic you know nail cover chair nail cover plastic chairs <laughs> or something uh, artistic or antique or something rocking chair like that or some some weird chairs i think that tells a lot about uh, uh, people as well the kind of thought they're putting into it or the kind of or the way into which they see things unless of course your chairs are being picked by your designer <laughs> then you can't tell <laughs> anything <laughs> about it <laughs> Yeah, I think it uh, chairs and footwear uh, didn't connect as intricately as some of our past topics have been, but I think they connected uh, all together on a different level in a weird way. Yeah. So to add on some points to the chair, like uh, each chair has a specific purpose, right? Mm. When you go and sit in the benches on the park, mm. they have those gaps in the middle of two, mm. let's say, planks that are there. and those are intentionally made to not make you sit on it for a long time mm. right and each chair has a different purpose and i remember reading this article or a story in which there was this chair company that designed the best like the most comfortable chair in the world most ergonomic chair that's mm. what they called right so 
and they put it for sale. Not there was not one person who was interested in buying that. How come? And that was because it didn't look beautiful. Oh, no one even went ahead and sat on. <laughs> and if they had the idea to go and sit on it, maybe sleep for a while, maybe try the footwear, <laughs> then it might have occurred to them that yes, it's not. But I'm looking at that matters to me. And to conclude the decision, the discussion, sorry, is all about going beyond the first thought that you have about something. It's about tackling the instant idea, meeting people, the instant impression that someone looks very ugly, I might not be able to them, but someone looks not so groomed, mm-hmm. I'd rather stay away from it. The chair doesn't look beautiful, I shall not sit on it. Mm-hmm. Right? The heels look very pretty, I should wear <laughs> I think we should learn from these objects. Uh, chairs and footwear don't discriminate. They take in everybody. So, and uh, yeah, I think the whole crux of our conversation uh, has been uh, to go beyond uh, the bare minimal and actually think about uh, things that surround us. I think that, that's one of the points uh, from where we started to think about things that surround us and go at a deeper level. Uh, live thoughtfully, live mindfully the most beautiful footwear out there the one with all kinds of colors and designs might not be the most comfortable or the best for your own health and like uh, the example you gave of chair uh, it might not look good but it might actually be good for you true i think it has been quite a wonderful conversation uh, full of digressions but i yeah i think there seems a loose thread at least that connects uh, all of those uh, all of the topics that we discussed today and i think uh, our listeners hopefully do agree with that yeah i think we should not never make a top like never make a podcast on minimalism because we'll exceed the time limit <laughs> that would <laughs> be so know. ironic could be in the very idea of it so yeah as that's all any closing thoughts that you have any more than that you have already had No I think uh, I will be taking uh, a lot of ideas that we discussed today with me to home and uh, r- lately even I've been uh, struggling uh, you know been thinking about getting this that but yeah, I think I'll take minimalism uh, seriously I will give it a thought and I will try to observe the things uh, that surround me at my home in my room I will look around them and uh, look around them and definitely Uh, try to live a better quality of life through giving thought to the things around me yeah balance is the key as i say true <laughs> yeah i guess so that's all for this episode i hope you liked it you can share your thoughts on appadabra@gmail.com please uh, rate our podcast it's a new feature that we have uh, it is available on most of the platforms also follow like share thank you thank you and yes before you go just uh, read the newsletter as well i think you yeah. will get to read uh, different versions of the write ups that both uh, harsh and i come up with before recording so do read it you will find the link in the yes. notes description okay, okay. see you until next time bye bye, 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 bye. bye.